Good evening, boys and girls. It is once again time for Movie Reel. I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. You were about to say, you were like combining girls and ghouls. Yes. <laughs> I could I'm, hear the I'm, struggle. I'm losing, <laughs> I'm losing my accent. So what, yeah. The quarantine is getting to me, everyone. <laughs> so... What movie are we talking about? Ooh, the delightful fright fest filled movie of American Werewolf in London by director John Landis. So this is the guy that directed uh, Animal House and Blues Brothers. Yes, um, very, very much non-horror movies. I mean, honestly, no, uh, Animal, Animal House, I found pretty alarming in certain things that happened. Yeah, but it's not a horror no, movie. No, <laughs> but I literally, there were so many times when I watched it, I was just like, what? Like, I was just oh, so oh, like, oh, yeah, like, like, it hasn't aged well. Like, there's a lot oh, of, like, no. messed up stuff in it, but I mean. It's not a horror movie. No, no, no. But, um. No. This, based on, once I, I didn't know that after, while well, watching it, but I can definitely see it based on the age of david and jack as well as the yeah the sh- this is kind of a du- so this uh when this came out like critics like no one could understand or wrap their head around the idea of a horror that has comedy in it and yeah the, the idea of a yeah. dark comedy was kind of not kind of new yeah it, it yeah and it's a dark really comedy a thing oh it yeah for sure like, it's like, death's a dark, dark comedy. I was, there were so many parts. I actually was laughing out loud at certain things. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't like, it, you know, it was just like really, things that were really clever uh, or just things that, I, again, I wasn't prepared for. I, I hadn't, I've never seen this movie, um, but shocker. But, yeah, yeah. Th- this this was the one movie on our, our list this month that, that you specifically recommended and, or requested. I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. And every time it would show up on like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or whatever, I would go like, oh, yes, I got to watch it before it leaves. And I just wouldn't. Um, yeah. I, you, yeah. You ended up watching anything and everything else and it's like, well, it's gone. Damn. Yeah. But it's one of those movies that comes on and off. It's on and off streaming, I feel like, a lot. And, of it, course, yeah, right when we needed has, to watch it, it's not there. Yeah, it, it has a, a very fickle shelf life for streaming for some reason. And this seems like the perfect time to for it to stay on yeah. a, a streaming platform since it's you know it's October. Like, Halloween's, like, yeah. two, two weeks away. Um but let's just kind of jump right into it anyway. Like, what were your kind of initial thoughts going into this? Like, like what did you kind of know about it? Was there anything that you were kind of expecting or anticipating? Well, like, what were you trying to get out of this? I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I just... Other than that there's an American werewolf and it takes place in London? <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, I knew the premise. I just... I, I didn't know it was going to be like a dark comedy and i didn't know that um i thought it might i honestly was expecting it to either be creepier or like uh or more of like a little bit more of like a a mystery or something like when he first is told that oh by the way you're a werewolf and you got to kill yourself because you're gonna kill people on the next on the first on the next full moon um yeah 
like I thought I don't know I or when he keeps being told not there sorry uh when he keeps being told like oh no you were attacked by a, a guy and he's like no I wasn't we we were attacked by an animal it was definitely some kind of animal I thought he was gonna and he said and they were like being t- they're telling him oh no like the entire everybody there was witnesses and the whole community said it was a man and he's like what are what are you talking about there was no one else there there's like um I. I thought he was going to travel back to the town maybe and try to figure out like what's going on and figure out more of like the root of what happened. Yeah. And, but then again, why would he, because it is called American werewolf in London, not yes. uh, Northern England. <laughs> yeah. Not East, East Warshire, whatever Pro- it's called. Proctor or something. It's like East That's something. A, it, it starts it's, with it's some, Yeah. Yeah. It's East something with a P. Um, but yeah, like in, in terms of like there being a mystery involved in the story of like investigating, like the only one who does like any like actual kind of like investigating is his doctor, Dr. Hirsch, uh, played by uh, John Woodvine, because he, he goes back to the town to kind of like ask the locals like, hey, like, do you know what happened to like those, those boys that that were attacked here like three weeks ago and like the last full moon? Um, I'm trying to like. Like he's he's the only one like doing any like real like digging or like police work. Yeah. Uh, um, which I thought was kind of cool to kind of like, I, I I feel like was kind of like a window to kind of like explore like this world's kind of interpretation on yeah uh, like werewolf like if there's going to be kind of like a unique twist to it. Um, because the werewolf itself, like the actual design of the werewolf, is fairly unique like a lot of the times um werewolf movies like they were just like bipedal like furry like yeah. monsters whereas this one he's like on all fours for the most part um yeah yeah i i thought yeah we gotta makeup's pretty the practical effects and the makeup in this are really really and kind of incredible also they, they knock it out of the park they were the first this was the first film ever. It, first of all, it won an Oscar for Best Makeup, and this was yes. the first year that they had that category. It was a brand new category, and they were the first one to take home an Oscar for it. And it's a it's a really high note to start off on for that that award. Because oh yeah. The I, I kind of I, I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but his like first transformation, like that scene, it's roughly two minutes long, and it is. It is such a painful scene to watch, but it is one of, if not the most impressive werewolf transformation scene uh, I've ever seen in a movie. Like, I think the only thing close to it would be the werewolf transformation, the werewolf transformation scene in uh, the Howling, which also came out that year, and that was like the main um, uh, competition because uh, there, there were like three werewolf movies that came out within the, the same year of uh, 1981. It was The Howling, this, and another movie called Wolfen. I, I don't really know much about that one, though. Uh, but the main ones of The Howling, which kind of has its own series, uh, and American Werewolf, which was this, and then like a vaguely related sequel, which came out in the 90s, which is oh, American just, Werewolf in Paris, which yeah, I, is just, just awful. I kept wanting to call, I kept, in my, I kept accidentally referring to it as an American Werewolf in Paris, and it's not because of the movie, it's because 
there's the musical An American in Paris. And I kept blurring the two together for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually really liked the transformation scene and the design for it, I thought was really great. I wasn't a fan of when he's like full wolf. I thought he, I don't know. I wasn't, um, again, I don't really watch a bunch of werewolf movies. I think the only other transformation scene that I've like, like noteworthy. I, I swear to God, if you, I, I swear to God, if you say twice, I was not going to say. I, that's God. why I literally stopped to say noteworthy because <laughs> no, I mean, because that's that like literally that does not just count. Him, that's literally just him exploding and then he's suddenly a werewolf. No, I'm not talking about that. I was thinking, um, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban, but that's exactly what. Um, okay, I. But I, yeah, I can kind of see that. That's a and that's a solid, unique werewolf design. But the only thing is that's exactly like you don't see you see like his legs grow and then you see his mouth. It's kind of like the pieces. Whereas in this, you kind of see you do see pieces, but you are seeing him like as he's first turning and you see the whole thing. Yeah, you see the you kind of see the whole picture and just like the puppeteering work of like him laying down on the ground and his legs just kind of spasming. His torso got longer and yeah, his yeah his his hind legs and the teeth and his whole spines rearranging. Um, because the way they actually had to do some of it, they they filmed it on a raised set. So when he's like laying down on his back and you can kind of see his like. Uh, four leg, like his legs kind of changing, so it's kind of more like a four leg, kind of like a, like a dog. Um, he's actually sitting in a hole where his upper, like his his torso is kind of like up oh. on top, and the, there's like two or three puppeteers kind of operating his like lower body uh, to kind of make it, you know, spasm. So he's like actually kind of like almost seizing um, to make the transformation seem a bit more. Uh, painful looking because it is is a very brutal scene it's pretty it's it's kind of wild yeah he's i it was really i weirdly enjoyed it i did laugh i don't think i did i laugh there was a part where he's looking (laughs) down and he's screaming and i wasn't sure based on where he was looking i wasn't sure if it was just he's screaming because he's turning into a werewolf or because his like dick was changing or something based on where he was looking at what i thought was happening for a second okay um (laughs) no do you know what i mean he's like what he's like he's on his back it's that scene he's on his back and he's like just i I, it's what i thought of and i kind of was like i more thought it was funny because i did think that is like i feel like a very i can totally see that being a very guy thing of like that's the one noteworthy like (laughs) Oh my god, like I it's like, know. oh no, my dick fell off. But um, I also I also will never go through any experience like that, so I don't know. I I mean that's not where my mind went okay, when I saw so it. Maybe I was um, reading into it. I think so. Okay. I, I thought it was just he was looking down and just seeing like the whole transformation on the butt like his whole body, like his ribs like breaking and rearranging and like yeah. everything that just happened that he could see up front not his dick fell off not or whatever fell off. you thought. I thought he was like growing or something because like to match <laughs> his body because he, I, he was getting taller and like his body was getting longer so I didn't yeah. think that's like a weird leap to assume that 
his everything's going to be proportional. I wasn't like, I just based on where he was looking, I that's what I kind of thought was happening. And I thought, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's kind of jump into... <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to change the subject on this point because I don't want to talk about a werewolf dick for 30 <laughs> minutes. Um, uh, so let's kind of jump into the characters of uh, uh, our two main characters. Yes. I, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you kind of fried my brain with that for some reason. Um, so David and Jack are two American college students are kind of taking a like like a backpacking trip across uh, England and they're kind of in like this like remote part of like England, kind of like northern, the rural northern like England. country yeah. area. Uh, and they, they kind of hitch a ride from uh, one of the local farmers and he tells them like, oh yeah, there's a town uh, a couple miles down this road. Now remember, stay on the road and beware of the moors. Like don't go off, like do not go off the road. Like he, he's, he is very adamant about that. And um, I really liked the dialogue between uh, Jack and David because it seemed yeah. very natural. Like they're calling each other shithead. Like they're getting on each other's nerves. But like yes. they're being the, like they're 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 being friendly. It's like ah, oh, you shithead. Yes. Like, oh, I love you too, bro, bud. I it's thought just the like, same it, thing. The dialogue was kind of incredible, and they had a lot of chemistry. They were really fun to watch. I really loved the dialogue of um, so. Uh, David wanted to go to England. Jack didn't. And he, I guess his, like a girl he's dating or whatever. It wasn't very clear on the relationship, but a girl he's interested in is supposed to meet them in Italy, supposedly, or in Rome. And. Oh yeah. I didn't even remember that. (laughs) But I love this dialogue because um, uh, David's like, I mean, Debbie, what, what's her last name is, she's a jerk and he's like hey you're talking about the woman i love no i'm talking about a girl you want to fuck <laughs> like i thought that was just <laughs> i the and then like they start having this like uh conference like say like trying to, uh, to start like a knock knock joke and i was the joke because like no there are no one's around so no one would be there i thought that was what they were trying to get at but it never it was yeah. just going through david not uh, jack not getting it and it <laughs> it was like a scene like was the camera was behind them and they're walking away and i really liked that angle i just personally i thought it started a little too early yeah but i did like the angle and yeah like the dialogue with them is really really because it was very natural yes it it, it, it like it was just kind of like them kind of ribbing each other and kind of getting on each other's nerves but they're doing it with like you know respect like they they like they're friends like they're good friends um and you know they're, they're walking along and it kind of gets closer to uh night by the time they reach the town of east proctor i think is the mm. name of the town and it's like oh like let's uh let's stop by the uh the pub here get something to drink eat and maybe spend the night here and they stumble upon the slaughtered lamb which is probably like the most iconic name of like a bar or a pub in like horror movies because like i haven't seen this movie in probably like a good five or six years and i remembered exactly the name of the bar it's like oh yeah they go to the slaughtered lamb um they go in and like all the uh all the patrons there like immediately stop talking and laughing and look at them because like 
like who the hell are these guys? Like we're, we're all locals. Like everyone there knows each other. Um, and event, like eventually they kind of go back to like their normal routine and kind of like are joking and laughing with them. And like one of the bar patrons like tells like the, this like racist joke of like uh, the American throws a Mexican off the plane because like, remember the Alamo and just like everyone is like laughing and drinking and having a good time. But as soon as Jack asks about this, like there's basically like a pentagram like drawn on the wall and has like a couple candles around it. It's like that's that's kind of sketchy. And as soon as he asks about them, about that, the everyone just stops what they're doing and kind of like gets very hostile towards towards the two to the point where it's like we should go. I feel like we're about to get killed. <laughs> so I'm and and I think Jack makes the he says that's a symbol of like the wolf man or, or whatever. And so I'm guessing that that's a, I'm assuming it's there to protect them. The, the, the town's so, something bar. like that, but they, yeah. they leave and the like barmaid, she's just like, we can't let them go. Or no, they're about to leave. And she's like, we can't let them go. And they're like, what? No, go, go. And then they leave. And she's like, uh, guys, no, we can't let them go out there. And they're all just like, they really just, they are aware of this issue. They don't want to address it. They just kind of deal with it. And they're just like, it's yeah, in it's God's like, hands. It's like, um, yeah, you're literally, it's a local, you're, it's a local problem. They're not locals. They're not our problem. You're literally leave it leading these unintentionally just letting these men walk into their death and, or possibly. Yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, they're still out there walking and then they hear like howling and they're all still oh, just like, yeah, kick, kick, kick. Yeah, because it's like they wanted to get away from them so fast that they ditched the road altogether to walk on the moors. The one thing that everyone, including the people at the bar, told them not to do. Why? I don't... I kind of would have loved more information. Because, yes, I mean, there's always the classic in every single story ever, stick to the road. Well, you can also get extremely lost because, like, it's like the, the highlands. Like, there's no there's no light out there. It's pitch black. And as soon as you get off the road, like you're not going to be able to see it again, unless you're right next to it, okay. <laughs> which they did eventually get lost. Like they tried turning around because they heard growling in front of them. And when they turned around, they heard the growling behind them. Then they heard the growling in front of them again. It's like, Oh shit, it's circling us. And I, I got to say the how of the werewolf, like that, it's, it's very distinct and very, very creepy because I haven't really heard like another howl like it in this movie. Yeah. Or in, in any other movie, I should say it, it's very, it's very unique. It's very distinct and it's, it's automatically identifiable with this movie, which I, I, I love about that. Just like unique sounds that you can just pinpoint to unique scenes or, or, or specific movies. I, I just, I love that. And they're, yeah, they're like basically starting to get freaked out and they're like, what the hell is that thing? It sounds like it's circling us now. And they're, they decide, okay, let's just head back to the slaughtered lamb. And then uh, <laughs> David slips and Jack's just like, you know, like, a like, like haha like you fell whatever and then he's about to help him up and then just a wolf comes out of nowhere and completely mutilates him and david just gets up and runs and D- jack's screaming for help but i was kind of thinking is this i i don't think this is a uh like a an unorthodox thing to do that he's just running away i don't think it's necessarily a dick move but i was like 
how can he help him? Yeah, it's like you know, like what, what am I? What am I going to do? Push this thing off of you? And it's like, hey, buddy, leave him alone. Consent is key. I mean, if he did, <laughs> it's like, what's he going to do? <laughs> I mean, if he did go to help him, he probably would have died, and none of nothing. The movie would have just ended. But yeah. I mean, like, it's like it, it's a London werewolf in, in London. What? <laughs> it just, it just like I was just trying to think like what. It's not. It's not him being like an app, but he then just decides go. He just turns around, and goes Dave, uh, Jack, and it's just like, did you forget like, he yeah, was I'll, there? It's like I'll help you, and, <laughs> and yeah. like by the time he gets there, like Jack is just his throat is just gone, like half of his face and throat is just completely torn out, ripped to shred, and he he is like completely bled out by this point. And then the werewolf like launches itself on him, but the townspeople show up like right in the nick of time after he has been properly bitten and scratched and cut up and beat up and they they fire a couple of shotgun shells at this werewolf and when david kind of like rolls over and sees this naked guy with a couple bullet holes in his chest like what and then he passes out and he wakes up in a in a hospital see i like I'm just kind of wondering, do you think that I, I just want more information on this town and we just, we don't really get it. We obviously, when yeah. Hirsch goes back, goes to the town and he starts to talk to that one guy who basically says like that kid's in danger and he's like, everyone's in danger. And then somebody's like, he's cursed, you know, it's just like, okay, well, why is it this? He says something's wrong with, this town it's like okay what's wrong with it why i feel like there's totally a sequel here like like if somebody is digging like maybe like i was thinking that this like um uh if david's like i don't know like he has two younger siblings if one of them stumbles upon like oh there's something about this is weird or how he died or how (laughs) jack died and then like you know like there's I just want so much more information on this town. And, yeah, no. And, but also, did they know if the if the whole townspeople they all know about the this werewolf that's running around? I'm just wondering, does this werewolf just live out there? This this guy, this this because it's a guy, and then it turns into yeah, a werewolf. It, it's just, does he just yeah, it's just a random. Does guy. he just live out there in the moors? How long has he been doing this? Does he well, age? I, 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 that, Do that, they all that, know that, who what, he is and he's just out there well, living there? Like that—that's the thing that I really like about this movie is that it kind of leaves it up for interpretation and it kind of leaves it to your imagination. It—it it explains enough for you to know what's going on. It's—it's yes. it's a pretty clear like, oh, you got bit, you're going to turn into a werewolf. I, I almost said vampire. <laughs> yeah, you get bit, you turn into a werewolf. It—it's—it's. It, very much follows like those same like basic rules of like a werewolf like you you turn you turn on the full moon it like affects your bloodline the one unique twist about this is that he sees the ghost of his dead friend throughout this movie and he's constantly telling him hey you're cursed you're gonna turn to a werewolf and kill people on the full moon you gotta kill yourself, buddy. I know it's <laughs> I know it's the tall order, but you really gotta kill yourself. And eventually, yeah. he starts seeing like the ghosts of like the other people that he's killed on his first night. He's like, 
yeah, dude, kill yourself. Like, you killed all of us. <laughs> this is a problem. And, and it's yeah. just going to keep stacking up. So he wakes up in the hospital and finds out that, yeah, Jack's dead. And I was like, oh, I mean, and maybe, yeah, but like, oh. Like, yeah. But, um, it's like, it's like you saw how he turned out. There's no way he was going to live through that. That first scene, though, of seeing Jack, like, undead, again, incredible makeup. Yes, he has no throat. And he's just being so, uh, like, yeah, on the cinema cinema massacre. How do you say it? How do you say it? It's cinema uh, c- massacre. He was talking about, like, how this is so absurd. It's so, it's funny because he's just, like, is, like, a ghost. He's just this undead guy. And he's like, hey, are you hungry? Can I eat, can I eat your toast? Can I eat your bread? Yeah. It's like... Um- and there, there was actually um, a cut scene where he was going to eat some of his eggs, but it was just going to fall through the hole in his throat. Oh. But they had to cut that. They had to cut that to um, appease the rating board because there were apparently several scenes that were a bit too gruesome or too out there that I, I almost want to say would have given this movie an X rating. Oh, damn! Or or something like that. Um, it, it was just like stuff like like it's stuff that's already in the movie. It just went on for like like a, a little bit longer than it was in the movie, and that was like one of the things that uh, John Landis has reportedly regretting to trim the movie down so much from what he originally wanted to appease the 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 like the critic board to make sure that the movie was even released. Um, he apparently didn't but, know until. Yeah. When the um, when he was he was like get approving it for it to be remastered, like this was like maybe ten plus this like ten plus years ago, and he didn't realize how gory it was. And it's not like <laughs> crazily gory; it's just like a couple scenes here and there. It's it's not like a slasher or a full on like no. it's not like a full on blood fest. It's just kind of like oh, there's a kind of a bit of gore than another bit of gore it's not it's not overwhelming or terrifying yeah and a lot of the times like uh on like his first night like a lot of the times he just kind of like attacks like a couple people but for the most part it kind of cuts away like before it gets like too gruesome and the only time like we see like an excessive amount of gore is when um jack is first being attacked we periodically see like the ghosts of like the people that he's killed because every time Jack comes back, he is more and more um, decomposed. Yeah. I, I, I feel like is the right word because like eventually, like what the last time we see him, he is just like a full blown, like almost a full blown skeleton at this point. Like half of his face is just completely rotted away. We can see like his cheekbones and his, his teeth connected to everything. And by the last time um, we see him, he pretty much looks like a, like a cliche kind of zombie look yeah uh, like more or less yeah. yeah um and the only like massive like i i i guess like the big gore scene is uh like the end of the movie when is when he uh breaks out of the theater and just goes on a rampage on all the uh the cops around everywhere like at one point he bites like the like an inspector's throat and his head just like rolls off oh yeah onto a car oh my god that scene though again that was another time where i actually laughed because so he get by the, so he um after this is the second night of the full it's going to be the second night of the full moon and that's when yeah uh, jack wants him like hey we got to talk and they go into like porno theater 
And at yeah, because appara- <laughs> app- yeah, apparently, like those were really popular on in Piccadilly Circus. Um, and also, this was the first American movie in like 15 years that uh, was allowed to film Piccadilly Circus. Or is it Piccadilly Square? Piccadilly Square. I don't know. Wait, you don't know what? Don't, yeah, yeah that know. area, Piccadilly. Times yeah. time, time, time Square in yeah, London, yeah, exactly, whatever you want to exactly. call it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I first, I didn't realize at first that it was porn. I was just like, because there's these two people, like naked people <laughs> making out, and then a guy comes in gang, saying, I told you to stop this. You didn't tell me to do anything. I'm talking to her. I don't know who you are. Oh, okay, bye. It just walks away. And I was like, what movie is this supposed to be? It's it's porn. Um, but uh, <laughs> David, or, so, hey, so David is the one that turns into werewolf. It's, Jack is it's the okay. Dead it's one. okay. I won't. I won't tell. It's okay. I won't tell anyone you actually know that the title of that movie. What? No, no. <laughs> it's okay. Your secret's safe. <laughs> no. So wait, what? No, I was saying. So uh, I was moving on. <laughs> so uh, Jack is yeah more undead by this point, and he's basically like, oh yeah, you gotta gotta kill yourself, and here's all the people that um you killed and they're all telling him to, and they're all being one of a couple of them are being really upbeat. Like, Oh, here's a way to kill yourself. And some of yeah, them are so like, just take, some, uh, like, t- just take some sleeping pills. I don't have a, you've left my, my wife, a widow and my kids without a father. And I gotta say that guy, when I first saw him, his face looked very similar to Tom Holland's. And I almost like, what? Like it was, it was kind of a, a double take, but anyway, um, that's because it's his father. But anyway, he then of later, he's as, you know, moves coming out, he's turning into a werewolf and then they're realizing, Oh my God, there's a, an animal loose in the theater. And the cops are like closed, like, you know, like roll down the like door and like pushing against the, yeah, it. The, the sh- yeah. The, the shutter doors. And everybody, yeah. they're like, everybody get, get out of here, move. And more people start to run towards them and like go to the garage. And I, or not the garage. It was like a, yeah. One of those like shutter garage yeah, doors. It, and yeah. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like one of those like like, security like fences. Yeah. yeah it, it, it comes down from the ceiling and it just kind of covers the, the end. But all these more and more people were like joining the crowd. And I thought that was funny. I'm like, you guys are yeah. being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, yeah uh, apparently they only had two nights of filming um in that area they were filming between i believe 1 a.m and 4 a.m oh because uh, no one's using and, it yeah yeah well and it, it was also like it's it's a it's basically Times square it's it's a very packed yeah. um area it's, it's a very like it's a high traffic area, and apparently the the way that John Landis was able to secure that was he had a private screening of his then newly released movie Blues Brothers to the police, and they were so impressed by that movie that it's like okay we will give you two night filming permit, uh two like or it was like two one night filming permits here and this is your time frame you basically have eight hours to film here uh make it count and i think he definitely made it count and, abar- and apparently a lot of the comps um were just that he used a lot of the actual real comps as extras oh. uh for that scene huh that's a fun so it's like a, oh yeah fun fact uh, yeah fun 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 times for everyone everyone had a good time um except for the people who died y- yes um <laughs> we gotta we we gotta talk about uh the nurse alex price because yes so she is like she's a nurse in the hospital and she spends a lot of time with him and 
he, after his first, like, uh, being a meeting with Jack where he's like, no, you're a hallucination. I'm going crazy. He like kisses her. And then she basically says like, oh, you're being discharged. Do you need a place to stay? And she brings him back to her apartment. Apartment. Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. Also her, she, there's a scene, I, I think either later on or earlier oh, when on, I, I can't remember. Yeah, they're buying food, and she says, like, oh, money is a bit tight right now. And then she goes to her apartment, and it's literally, like, the richest apartment. Like, yeah, it, it's, like it, the, it's, it, yeah. It, no, it's literally, like, on the rich side of London. Like, that is, like, there's no way a nurse could afford that. I think it's because also, I mean, an, an American audience, at least, we, we aren't going to know the difference. We're just like, oh, she lives oh, alone. Yeah, no. But, yeah, she has yeah. a like a decent flat for one person and uh but there she's showing him around and i i did feel there was some they i did i thought they had good chemistry um yeah they, they had good chemistry I, but like nothing like a major has happened no with and at i this point. like he, he's like kissed her at one point and she's like nice enough to invite him to stay i thought there was then, uh, yeah. some tension it wasn't like yeah it wasn't like a crazy amount i did kind of see that like i could have i i don't know i i didn't it wasn't uh surprising to me but it was funny because she basically says like or he says so you only have one bed and i thought yeah i thought either you're gonna sleep on the couch or she's asleep on the couch or whatever and she said like i've had seven lovers like it was like three or four of them were one night stands and i thought she was about to and she starts to say perhaps and i thought she's gonna say perhaps you'll be the eighth but then she says uh perhaps you'll want to watch telly while i take a shower and then it just cuts to them in the shower together yes and and i uh going back to like the cinemasker thing is like and in the most abrupt transition i have ever seen they're just shower shagging it's like how what happened in between did he just walk in and join her it's like (laughs) hey can hey can i shower too save water yeah i i um um. save the planet save water shower together (laughs) But, but like it's kind of a long it's kind of a long montage of them in the shower and then of then of them like ha- like having sex in her bed and yeah. it's it got it just it went on for a little too long or it was just a little and too appar- and it, it was just a little too long what, and, and apparently that was one of the scenes that was trimmed down by John Landis <laughs> because apparently it went on for a bit longer it's like I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> it didn't need to be longer. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it was, it was already too long already. It's like, it's like, no, we're like, this isn't the porno theater scene. This is no, like, stop it. But then, uh, but then it like later he wakes up and goes to the bathroom and okay. He pees and then <laughs> sees, uh, Jack, uh, Jack shows up again and, decompose jack and then they <laughs> decompose jack they then walk out into the living room and i'm like first of all dude okay didn't wash your hands that's nice and then he sits on the couch and i'm like wait are you just bare ass on someone else's couch and then i see later he's covering his junk with a pillow and i'm like okay yeah so now people are gonna come over to her house and like sit on on the pillow that you've like had your junk on and it's like that's that's nice and, and, well i mean it's it's like i don't even if my hands are dirty i like 
I don't even want to touch my phone because someone might touch my phone. Like I don't like touching when my I know I need to wash my hands. I don't like touching things that someone else might possibly well, this, touch. And then Sam, keep in mind this is this was this was out before a quarantine, okay. so things were a little different. I mean, what? So, wait, you didn't you wait? Did you just like? sit naked around your house like before quarantine hey hey we're not talking about me we're talking about the movie okay (laughs) what happens between me and my couch is personal okay (laughs) so so um but yeah then she then she um comes out and i'm like is she at all gonna be like oh hey get your ass off my couch but then they go back and then he's like having this whole like um, hey, do you know about uh the Wolfman, like the original Wolfman? And and because he is he is kind of wondering if he's going crazy or he definitely thinks something's up. And I do kind of love this next yeah. scene because she goes to work the next day and he oh and it and it's just a montage of him killing time and they're just playing uh Credence uh Bad Moon. But yeah, actually, I want to talk about that for a second. But like he's just yeah yeah come it's like a montage of him like he's trying to read now he tries to watch tv he tries to do this and i just thought it was like funny because it's like you know oh he's a werewolf and a dog like a dog like when your owner is gone you're just like pacing. <laughs> that's what i thought the joke was I, I i i generally think that like that scene's my favorite like next to the transformation scene which happens like right next to it like that that like probably like five minutes of the movie is probably my favorite of just him wandering around killing time like being kind of paranoid like oh wait what if i'm not crazy and i am seeing jack and i am gonna be a werewolf but then like the the rational side of his brain is like no i'm clearly just seeing things this is in my head i just need to find something to distract myself and it's just him kind of going back and forth of like well maybe it is because it it eventually gets to a point where he's just pacing in the room for a little bit yeah yeah exactly and i we got to talk though uh kind of a segue we got to talk the soundtrack in this movie is kind of yes. amazing so every song it's so great every song the reason it was picked is because it has the word moon in it which is yes. very okay but i did just it was a really good the opening the opening song i i can't find it anywhere and it's like a person it's bobby vinton and it's called blue it's called blue moon and for some reason i can't find yeah. the song anywhere but like it's a, just a really yeah. really good soundtrack and um, and originally, like one of the songs, um, I think it was, it might have been Blue Moon. Uh, it, the he, John Landis wanted to get the uh, cover of uh, the Elvis Presley cover of that song, but Elvis Presley's manager or like the, the person who like had the rights to that song uh, would not budge on selling that for for like any price or any reason uh especially for a horror movie yeah uh so he ended up picking um i forget who he ended up picking up a a different uh cover of that song and it still worked great because the soundtrack is is very iconic for this movie even though it's just a a, an amalgamation of a bunch of songs with just saying moon but it's like Um, they it's it 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 works so well it does and they're they are um upbeat but like i don't if it, it, it just it blended together really nicely with the film i feel like i didn't appreciate solid film soundtracks until i think i got to like i think it was college and i started like wow this the sound i think it was oh it was the soundtrack to shrek i was for some reason listening to it. i'm like this is a <laughs> great soundtrack why is nobody yeah. care about this 
And, um, uh, kind of, kind of a side note, but, um, after this movie, um, John Landis, um, Michael Jackson was like a huge fan of this movie and he wanted John Landis like, Hey, I want you to direct my, my music video thriller. So he got the makeup guy for this movie and the composer for this movie, uh, who did like all the orchestral scores for this movie, which is only like 10 minutes, which is kind of sucks because it, like, I feel like that would have kind of made the movie a little bit more iconic to kind of have its own original score. Oh, um, yeah, the sc- but he, yeah, he, the score. I yeah, don't even. I can't even can, remember. I don't even remember there being a score. I just remember the yeah, it, yeah, exactly, yeah, because it's it's only in like a, a few minutes. Um, but yeah, he he got like that whole team together and made Thriller, which was his first music video they ever directed, and now it's like one of like the most iconic music videos of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I arguably it's like, yeah, it's like the most recognizable music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I heard the like, yeah, Michael Jackson was a huge fan, and that's that's what led to that, which is like also a very that's it's funny because that's like it's it's funny that that's the movie that inspired Thriller. It, it's so absurd, as opposed to yeah. like the Wolfman or Howling or something else. Yeah, no, it was just this like horror comedy the fr- like almost like the first of its kind like not necessarily the first of its kind like there was plenty of like jokes and like comedic relief in in other horror movies but like this was the first one where it was like kind of rode the line between a comedy with horror elements and a horror with comedy elements and it kind of rode the line between the two of them where it just kind of split the difference between critics and audiences comedy blurring with I mean, any genre is always like I, I feel. I feel like in the last uh, maybe five, ten plus years, it's just been way more appreciate. It's been way more appreciated because it's yeah. done right. Like um, y- you know, like uh, like like a lot of like Marvel movies have gotten a lot funnier or. Like even yeah, like Thor Ragnarok was just it's like joke after joke after joke because comedy is i mean my i think my my favorite type of humor personally is well i mean anything clever i thought the like the humor in this was really really smart but i i i think i love comic relief just because the whole point of it is because it's easing the tension but also you aren't expecting it and then that's what makes it extra funny but um but this i just thought but i do love when comedy blurs with like action or or like horror or or adventure because it's just like again it's the same as like idea of like comic relief you're not expecting it and it just makes it even like funnier and almost not uh random just like you know like i said like you're not expecting it and it It, makes it funnier it's 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 good situational awareness yes and but also because people are funny and like like right especially like we're saying like jack and david yeah, like calling each other like shithead or being like like the the dialogue between them was so like honestly like organic. It felt very real. Yeah, like, I would have believed yeah, that this it was, was it was genuine. Yeah, and like it that's what made it, and that's why the the dialogue was funny because it was so realistic. And because people are funny and people are gonna, I was thinking about this actually when they were lost on the moors a couple like a month ago. I was in Joshua Tree with some people and. Like our last night, we 
were in the desert looking watching the sunset and then you know it's dark and about half of the group was terrified and me and a few of others were just like i mean it's kind of funny we're lost in the desert like i i was not like and people like are you not scared i'm like i mean i should i be like the road's not that far away like i i have my phone and a flashlight like i almost did step we did split up which i knew Every movie ever has told me not to split up, but we did. Oh, no. but I, How are you not dead? By did, the rules of horror movies, you should have we died. We did almost step on a snake, and after that, I did kind of get a little nervous. But before oh, that, no. like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, it's, this is fine. Like, I'm not too worried. But, like, um, and, and, I mean, this scene, obviously, and this was different because they get kind of almost mutilated by a, a werewolf. But, but like, it yeah. Was, I mean, you're you're lucky you didn't encounter them at that oh, point. Yeah, I yeah, I was thinking that when I was watching them. Like, I would have been probably making, I maybe not right in that moment, but I would have been thinking about it. <laughs> you you would have you would have just been making ant jokes to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Um, so so kind of going towards the um the actual werewolf itself um i thought that it was very clever how they were able to hide the design of the werewolf for the majority of this movie because it is it it is a puppet it it is operated from the back so pretty much whenever you saw it you either saw it from the side uh or directly from the front or kind of like from like a downward view uh looking down from looking down at it um and you you would almost never see its back legs and i thought it was very clever how they were able to do that with the camera angles and the way that they were doing it and i think the best example of this is when he's um stalking that guy uh on his first night in the um like the subway yes. tunnels um, yes because that, that that scene especially stands out to me because it it doesn't really have any music uh in the beginning and you just kind of hear him growling and you see him at the end of the hallway which like that's kind of terrifying on its own it's just like what is that like there's no there's no buildup of tension there's nothing there to kind of uh take you out of the moment and make you think it's a movie like this is just like this is a real moment this is some genuine terror on this man's face. And that is some unknown, terrifying animal that is growling and is probably going to attack and kill me. And it is very, it, it, it's a very real and visceral moment. And I just genuinely love it. And especially how they shot it because they were able to hide it almost per, like perfectly, in my opinion, of that this thing's a puppet. It's just like, what is that? Is that a dog? Is that a werewolf? Like you, you, you couldn't really tell what it was. And, it was just a very fun moment uh, in the movie because it's like, this is actually scary. This is an actually terrifying moment. Yeah. I really, I really like that scene. There's especially, there's a really great, like uh, the, the camera work on it was pretty good. And there's especially when he's first running and he's running in this like, you know, narrow hallway. It, it was yeah, like a very cramped, and it kind of it was like you know, I I it was it was definitely uh shot well, but then I did love you do get like a like a sneak peek of the werewolf, and kind of going back to what I said before, I think I understand why we only saw bits of him because of you know it was a puppet and it didn't really have back legs and it was just them operating yeah. it, so I understood why. I think it was just because 
I really wanted like a full shot of the werewolf just because he, I thought I, again, I really loved his design when he was turning and like before he goes full wolf when he's just like, like his mouth and like his body. Like I thought that was great. I think he just, again, I, my werewolf knowledge is not big. I've seen, I've seen (laughs) more of like how he was as a pre-wolf. That's kind of like, like, in, again, in Prisoner of Azkaban, he's like, he's not like a furry, like a wolf. He's like a, it's more like, like a lichen creature. Like, he's got like a kind of a weird body, crazy arms, long arms and legs and like bits of hair as opposed to being covered yeah. in it. And that's. Yeah. So, so like, he is more of a wolf man, whereas this one, yes. like, this is a werewolf. Like, this is like a full blown wolf. Like, there's no man. Yeah. In that. But he, but the, uh, um, he's just, yeah. he was way like, fur, like fluffier than I would have expected. And I just, I just really <laughs> wanted, and his shape though was, again, it wasn't like a, it, it just, it wasn't what I expected. And because his shape was almost kind of different, I just would have loved to see a full version, but I, again, I understand why we didn't, but um, it yeah. was just kind of, I think it was because again, I wasn't expecting him to look that way. So a full version would have yeah, been helpful. Like we're, so, you, so you were kind of more of expecting like a, more of like a traditional, like bi bipedal kind of like guy in a suit kind of thing. I don't really know what I was expecting. Um, I, 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 don't have, I have no idea what I was expecting. I don't think I thought okay. about it that much. I think I think I had seen like images here and there of like the transformation. So I kind of thought that was going to be just it. I don't think I thought it was gotcha. going to go further. If he was going to go full wolf. Because I mean, I thought that was full wolf. I didn't know his full wolf was full wolf. A yes, wolf. a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, what did you think of the ending of this movie? Like after he kind of like goes on like his like full on like ten plus kill rampage. This actually brings up something else I wanted to bring up because uh, yeah, go for it. There, there was a lot of so this has let me let me check again on uh like Flickster Rotten Tomatoes American Werewolf London like uh. Audiences gave it like an eighty-five percent, and critics gave it an eighty-seven. And I'm, I think that's pretty. I like that. I accept that. I don't think. I definitely don't yeah. think it was lower than that. Um, I'm in debate if it should be higher. Maybe like low nineties. But um, there was kind of mixed reviews when this first came out because there were some people saying like they did feel like they focused more on the makeup and the practical effects than they did on the story and the characters. And yeah, I didn't think that much of the ending other than the scene where, when he's telling Alex saying like, Hey, I think, um, cause he says like, I think I have to be killed by someone who loves me. And so I kind of thought she was going to be the one to kill him. There's, there's an episode I don't know any supernatural watch- watchers out there. I don't watch it that much, but in I, I I'm still like season so yes. One. But anyway, season two, there's an episode they're dealing with a werewolf, and they realize sorry spoiler, but they realize like um it's this the the girl that they're meeting protecting. They find out she's the werewolf, and they think oh killing the one that bit her is gonna make her she'll stop changing. 
and that doesn't help. And so she basically says, you have to kill me. That's the only way to help me. And so I thought it was going to be kind of like that, like Alex was going to kill him because she, he does say before he runs off when he's freaking out, realizing, Oh my God, I killed all those people. I got to Like I, I'm a danger to everybody and you. And he says, I love you. I love you. And then she says, I love you to him right before he dies. So I thought, I thought she was going to be one to kill him. So that's where I thought it was based on. Well, I, I think that's, that, I think that's kind of what happened is that she realized that he is a dangerous monster. So it's like when it, it gets to a point where he's like backed up in an alleyway, she goes up, tells him that, I love you. He then lunges and attacks and then all the police like yeah. full on firing squad shoot at him and kill him. And I think that was her way of saying that I love you. Yeah. Now hopefully this yeah, is enough and, to, to, that you can yeah, die. Yeah. But I think I just thought it was going to be like by her hand. Um, yeah. No. It, yeah. I, I feel like the ending is definitely there, there's a lot to interpret there. But if, um, yeah, there, there's a there's a, yeah there's a lot of different ways that you can view the ending of like no she she's like trying to like see the humanity in mm-hmm. in him to try and like snap him out of it or uh, she's trying to like it's like if I can't be with you uh, then I want to I want to die with you or something like that yeah. because she she pretty much like forces her way in front of the firing yeah. squad to tell and, him that so it's yeah. like you you are between a firing squad and a werewolf. You, there's no way you were getting out of this unscathed, even though she I does. Like, no, no, nothing Based gets her. Based on how far away she is from the firing squad, I was like, it's a mir- It's like kind of impossible or a miracle that you're, you didn't get shot. Yeah, it's but, like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like these guys are like firing like shotguns and like pistols, like from like, I don't know, like 40, 50 yards away. Yeah. It's like, it's, these guys have like, like, spot on aim yeah like way above like that of a, a beat cop in london should have because like as, as far as i know like they, they don't normally carry firearms like you have to like they, they just carry like billy clubs or or uh night sticks like they don't have like um i i could be completely yeah, wrong yeah. and i'm just and, and i'm just stereotyping but as i believe that at the time they didn't uh like like standard like beat officers would uh carry a uh, a firearm uh to for like like for for safety reasons I, I don't know what but um yeah it was just kind of surprising that she did not get hit when yeah by all accounts yeah. she should have been hit um, but i but so, sorry but the reason yeah. i bring up the score uh that it got was because um one of the complaints was that they said it had a weak ending, which I I'm in, I I am not in being that it's still pretty fresh in my mind. And I don't know if it's fully like absorbed <laughs> what I watched. It takes, like, I'm not like, I literally takes me certain movies, certain movies. It's like right away. And certain movies, it takes me like a 24 hour period for me to like absorb what I just saw. Um, I don't know where I stand with this, but um, I kind of, <laughs> I don't really know if I thought it was a weak ending. I think it was just, well, as it went on, it was very evident that I I didn't think in the very, when I first started this movie, I did not think they, I didn't think either of them were going to die. I thought one was going to be a werewolf and the other was the friend that's just like 
helping him out, which is still in a sense what's happening, except that other friend is dead. And so as it goes on, it's like, I mean, once he first says, oh, you got to kill yourself. It's like, oh, so he's going to die. Like there's, cause there's no way out. That's the only way to end this. And, um, I, like, I, I do, I do kind of think though that, um, kind of going back to how I, I personally would have loved more information on the town and like the lore and why is there, why is there a werewolf here? Like, I, yes. it kind of makes me like when you were saying, it kind of makes me think of what we had, we, what we talked about after we saw a quiet place there was a lot of information we didn't have. And then it kind of all came yeah. to it when it, we realized because we don't need it, it's not really relevant to I'm we all we want to know, but it's not relevant to the story. We don't really need it to watch the movie. Yeah. So I think that and kind of applies here. I I feel like you're right. And I, I, I think it is kind of explained. It, it, like the lore is explained a little bit more in the sequel. Because there, there is a sequel, or like roughly a sequel to this, um, called American Werewolf in Paris, which came out in 1997. I thought it was like barely related to it. I, I yeah, it like it doesn't have like any characters um, from the uh, first one at all, and yeah, it came out in 1997. It doesn't have um, the same team, and it was heavily heavily uses uh cgi which has aged very poorly because this was this is 1997 cgi uh so it is not that great yeah um um yeah it it is just it is aged very poorly um and i've probably only seen like maybe five minutes of that but from what i've heard it does kind of explain a little bit more of the lore in that like apparently there's like a a werewolf cult what and uh, they have a, like a, a a drug that allows them to transform at will rather than during just a full moon. And I think they said that the guy who originally tanked uh, uh, Jack and David in the first one was like a part of that or uh, something. Um, that seems, or, yeah. or something like that. I I, I, I could yeah, be yeah, no, it just... that completely differently. But I, it, it just seemed like they were trying everything they can to just shoehorn the sequel into the original to kind of tie it together as much as possible because they had nothing else connecting the two movies. Because um, from what I understand, it, it more or less can just stand on its own as its own like generic werewolf it's movie. It's like they're pulling a Metachlorians. Um, like, let's just give some re- random excuse to give yeah yeah kinda. I, I, yeah but i mean it's kind of like yeah. black christmas for me with the i i want to know all the backstory i want to know all the history and the information but i'm going to have to just suffer because it's not pertinent to the plot so i don't yeah like and you don't need it you don't need it to watch this movie it was more of just a curiosity and I, I'm just kind of like, again, like I thought he was going to go back and maybe everyone was going to be like, ah, like go away. It's like, um, you know, you guys are lying saying it was a guy that killed me. And uh, <laughs> nope, I'm pretty sure it was some kind of animal. So answers like, um, but, uh, yeah. Do you, do you think, uh, do you think certain aspects of character development or, 
you know, any of that was not, not developed as well as it could have been. I, I, I feel like the only like major like character development that I felt like was kind of rushed was the romance between uh, Alex and David. Yeah. Um, because like that, and they are suddenly shower shagging in the most abrupt transition I've ever seen. It, it, it just kind of jumps from like, okay, yeah, you can stay here until you kind of get it back on your feet to, all right, I love you and we're living together now. It's like, okay, that was sudden. Yeah, you, yeah. You've been in a hospital for three weeks and have known her. You, you've known her for like well, a no, month. He's been unconscious for most of now. that time. So he really only over. Yeah, like exactly. Week. Yeah, I think it was definitely rushed, but I will say it didn't feel like I wasn't. It, no, it didn't. It, I mean, it didn't, it didn't feel I, it was definitely rushed, but I didn't feel like it was horribly rushed. Like I, and like I said, I did feel they had chemistry. I did think there was some tension. Um, I don't really, there's, I don't know. Again, this is my first viewing. I might change my mind. Um, I feel like there's a lot of times where I feel like they're rushing something or they like skip steps to just get to, they need to be here. So we're going to just skip a couple steps. It's like, this needs to happen so the I movie can I didn't really happen. feel like they necessarily skipped. I felt like, I mean, they might have. They probably did. It just didn't, I think I liked them enough that I was kind of like, all right, like let's move on. Well, willing to kind of put this on the back burner. It's like this is this is the the side story. Yeah, this is this is the B plot. I want to focus on the A plot of him being a werewolf and seeing his dead yeah. friend. Um, so I, I guess that kind of just wraps it up to um the final question of, do you think this could happen, Sam? Well, I mean, do I think this is? I don't think it could happen. I think there are a lot of... Do you think werewolves are real, though? <laughs> I think there's a lot of things about this that I find very realistic. Um, I do think, like... I, I, uh, I, do, I, do, I do think the, like, the conversation, the dialogue, the, the humor, and even, like, humor in places that you would not expect it, I thought were very realistic. I think the... What I didn't buy was he was... He gets told in the hospital, your parents have been told and Jack's parents have been told. And then Jack even says he went to his funeral. And I'm just like, I don't, I think he didn't, he, I guess, okay, wasn't well enough to go to fly across, you know, back home to the funeral. Okay. But why is it the second he's out, his first thing was not to go home or to call his parents. There's literally, and I do kind of agree that there were a couple of unnecessary scenes of where they were just doing it to show off more practical effects and the makeup, like uh, the dream sequence where he's uh, at home and his whole family is attacked by like werewolf Nazis. I thought that was not necessary. If Yeah, that that was kind of if anything, random. I I almost I almost kind of forgot about that scene, honestly, until I kind of rewatched some some scenes about this if, movie. Yeah. And it's just it's like, I don't remember this at all. Oh yeah, this is random as hell. So if anything, um I don't I think like if he had just like like okay i gotta get out of here i gotta go home and maybe jack appeared to him like or he had the he then has the nightmare and then maybe jack appears to him like you can't go home like you're gonna 
it, you're not gonna, it's not gonna solve anything. You're still gonna be a werewolf. You'll, you'll hurt, you'll kill your family. Like, I, I kind of more just thought, like, he is still a college student. He's not just gonna, he's not just, like, a single adult, like, Yes, he's a single male, but like he's not just like a single adult. Yes, he has a life. He has a family. He has school. I guess in like a he's few months. a strong, independent man that don't need he, no family. I just didn't really buy that he's just suddenly for however long going to be just like oh he's just in London now. I didn't buy that. I yeah yeah. I'm living with my now nurse girlfriend. She nursed me back to health. I, think, I love her. I think the um his reaction and the way he went about things I thought was very very believable. Um, I, I, I think it was just the, I don't buy for a second that he wouldn't make the effort to go home. That's probably my biggest thing yeah. that I thought about. I, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that that's kind of like my main takeaway is that we, we never, like, as far as I remember, they don't really like talk. He doesn't talk to his parents or, or really mentions them yeah, um, he- in in great detail in this movie. Like the only time I think we ever see them is in that random dream sequence where they're getting killed when they're having dinner by the werewolf Nazis, which again, that's such a weird and thing I to really say. I really want to know his um, age too, because Alex has definitely got to be, college. got to be in her twenties. <laughs> and I, based on his like, okay, they said we got three months. So I'm like, okay, is it supposed to be summer? And if it is supposed to be summer, I, guess? I don't know. I just based on his maturity level, I kind of would believe 21, 22, but I don't know. I was uh, just more curious because of his, again, the fact that he's being very cavalier and like, Oh, I just, I'm here staying in London. Not like there were just, it just kind of made me question his, yeah. his age. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I, I, I don't really think that, Again, really it doesn't. Matters. I mean, it, it just kind of like but... it. Yeah, it, it was just like, all right, he's clearly like over twenty-one because they were able to like drink or. Well, well I don't no, think that really applies yeah. since they're in London. It's a it's a different drinking age, but still, like they're like of college age, so they're like early to mid twenties. So, like, okay, that's a decent yeah. time frame, so we can kind of figure out what they are. Um, but yeah, like the only like thing that I thought was kind of unbelievable was that like. There, there wasn't like a scene or really like any major significant uh, bits of dialogue where he's like, oh, I need to call my family, make sure, let them know that I'm okay, I'm alive, and I'm not a werewolf totally. Uh, yeah, and there's, <laughs> uh, yeah. But er- er- everything else is, is I feel like pretty believable. It's like, it would be natural that it's like, oh, like you're, this is clearly not a ghost. I'm just seeing my best friend because I'm hallucinating because of the medications or I feel bad because I initially left you for dead uh, when, when you, when you need me most and went back on, on a whim, even though you were already dead. Um, he did also seem to get over and, the fact yeah. that Jack was dead fairly quick. I understand he's in and out of it because he's in a hospital, but he finds out he's like, no, I got to see him. I want to see him. And, and then he, there didn't really seem to be a, a grieving period. He just kind of was shocked that first time and then just, uh, you know, in hospital still later. Um, well, I, I think, I think at that point it's just like, okay, I need to get over to this. Re- like, I, I think he was just trying to like, if I can 
keep my mind off of Jack and like grieving for him, maybe he won't but show up. But this was before, way before that. His like crazy before goat. That, I feel like. Well, I, yeah, I, I know, but yeah. still, like, but like even afterwards, like it would make sense. Like you, you can grieve afterwards. Like everyone kind of grieves in their own way and their their own time and their own process. So I, I feel like that does still kind of make sense. It's like if I keep my mind occupied and like just do other things like Alex, but um, Tiss, um, it, it'll, it'll keep my mind off of Jack enough so that he, he doesn't, um, I guess manifest yeah. like he, he did in the, in the hospital as a, uh, ghoul that is, uh, a, a gory. Yeah. Ghoul. And I, I would believe that, but I felt like if anything, I was thinking, okay, he's telling the police that he was killed by like a animal and they're not, believing him what's but i also find it funny because how in like any vampire if this was a vampire it would be no you were killed by an animal but no i was killed by a person yeah. like it's the opposite so i thought that was funny yeah um, no they they, they pulled the switch but i do want to say the scene where he is talking he first wakes up and first finds out that jack is dead so someone from the u.s embassy is there it's frank oz and at yeah. first when I saw Frank Oz's innocence, I'm like, ah, hey! And he's kind of an a- I almost he's kind forgot of an about a-hole. that. He's like, I know you're hyster- I know you're you're in shock, but there's no reason to get hysterical when he finds out Jack's dead. It's like, what? There's totally a reason to get hysterical. He was attacked by a werewolf and his friend's been was mutilated. What do you mean there's no reason? And then he like acted like, oh god, he's being so like immature and ridiculous right now. It's like you're you have like What's up with you? What's wrong with you? He's being very normal. Sh- shut up, Yoda. Shut up, Yoda. Go back. Go back to Dagobah. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I I feel like that that more or less kind of wraps up the the eighties uh, for for horror thon. Um. I I I really do enjoy this movie. This is this is definitely in like my like top five uh favorite werewolf movies. <laughs> Not favorite um, movies, just favorite favorite werewolf movies like the category yes <laughs> yes yes i have different werewolf what's your favorite movies. werewolf like, movie uh, then? um i don't know i feel like it's uh up there with uh dog soldiers what is, or okay, i have a okay <laughs> i uh, uh, well, hey, maybe we'll cover that yeah. in a future episode <laughs> i don't know okay um yeah dog soldiers uh i i am i do kind of have a soft spot for the underworld movies um and you know the the classic Universal monster movie, The Wolfman. Wolfman is definitely a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I've been definitely a while. Don't yeah, watch. Um, yeah, that that and um, Creature from the Black Lagoon are definitely like my favorite of like the Universal monster movies because it's it's very much inhuman. Like you can't really reason with them. With like Dracula, you can kind of reason yeah. with Frankenstein, like Doctor Frankenstein, you can kind of reason with and kind of more or less outsmart or like maneuver around. Frankenstein's monster, and same with the mummy because it's a very slow, wandering, yeah. meandering monster. But like the others, like oh, like there's no way I can outrun this. There's no way I can reason with it. There's no way I can like face this thing like hand to hand. There's 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 no way, and I, I think that just kind of makes it scarier than it than it already yeah. is. Yeah. Um, um. It's again. I don't have a favorite werewolf movie. I guess this is my favorite werewolf movie. I'm yeah. not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i definitely would recommend not no. twilight <laughs> there's no werewolves in twilight they're in the second one <laughs> okay, you know what i mean no, um um 
don't get me with that technicality this bullshit. Also, I mean, this is, I, I feel like I've seen, again, each, this is the, the universal werewolf uh, lore that I've seen of you to only turn on a full moon, and so it's going to be once a month, and you black out and kill people. I've seen that, like, a few times. I've seen others where it's just, you yeah. turn into a wolf, but you're like, you you know, it's it's different. But, um... Yeah, this is fun. It's a fun. Yeah. it's a fun movie. Uh, I definitely would recommend it to anyone. Yeah, it, it it it's a fun blend between horror and comedy, very much uh, akin to Shaun of the Dead, um, which is another really fun movie that just like blurs the line between horror and comedy, and it's just a very hard. It, it takes a very hard stance on which genre it, it should more, more classify as because it is a very funny movie, but then there are scenes that are like, this is genuinely horrifying to watch of just like, okay, that man just literally just got his insides ripped out. Um, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think without further ado, boys and <laughs> ghouls, that is all we have for this week's episode of Movie Reel. Join us next week where we talk about another frightful movie. Yeah. <laughs> really solid ending there, I'm Sam. <laughs> uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and leave a comment on whatever platform will allow you to leave a comment and ask us for recommendations. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. And yeah, we read all the comments. So in the meantime, bye everyone. 